What if I told you that you could help solve the hospitality recruitment crisis with just £10? You'd say, shut up, take my money, wouldn't you? Well, that's exactly what a new initiative called Hospitality Rising is going to do. Between now and May the 12th, we are raising £5 million to fund the biggest hospitality recruitment advertising campaign that the UK and beyond has ever seen. We want to double the amount of people who would consider working in hospitality. Think army, be the best, but for hospitality. All we need from you is £10 per employee that you have in your business and together we can stop this recruitment crisis forever. Go to hospitalityrising.org now to find out how you can help today and don't forget to tell your HR team and your CEO. Supersonic! 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 Supersonic. Supersonic. From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. The rocket fuel podcast for food, drink and hospitality businesses everywhere. Listen up, tell all your friends and share with your colleagues. Every single episode is packed full of tips, tricks and advice on how you can make your brand boom. Hello, it's Adam here from Storekit. We're the easy mobile ordering system for ambitious operators. We love Mark so much that for podcast listeners, we've got a very special deal. If you head to storekit.com forward slash demo and quote supersonic in the form, you can get £50 donated to a hospitality charity of your choice. All you need to do is complete the demo and be a real business. So if you're experiencing trouble finding staff, if you want to boost premium orders, or if you just want to manage an outdoor area with the easiest possible system you can find, head to Storkit right now and check it out. A creative agency for the hospitality sector, Saved by Robots create compelling brands and memorable experiences through great design and engaging storytelling. From Scottish Restaurant of the Year Sugarboat to Tip Jar, the digital tipping platform that's taken over the world, Saved by Robots excel at bringing ideas to life. As well as developing new concepts and refreshing existing brands, the robots provide outsourced graphic design to help multi-site operators grow with confidence. Check out their work and get in touch at savedbyrobots.com. So it's the one you've been waiting for. It's Three Wise Marks time. We had a little bit shorter than we hoped we were going to have just due to us chatting nonsense for so long that was recorded, so maybe we should put out an uncut version that probably gets hung. Um, Anyway, I think you'll enjoy the episode. Um, I think we're a bit rusty. You know, it's been a couple of years since we've done it, so it's a good practice. I hope you'll enjoy everything that was said in it and any comments or anything like that we'd love to hear. And yeah, we'll be back into full swing for our Christmas episode at the end of the year. It was great to get back together with the guys. Great to be back in a studio. Superb help with Alice and her dog Betty in uh, Soho Radio Studios. Um, Definitely worth looking at if you're trying to do a podcast or meet up or do some kind of voice recording. It's a great place to go. Anyway, without further ado, here's the three wise marks. So if we open one of these, is that going to be bad for the... Should we do it now? Why would you say it's a drunk cast? You're going to hear cans opening. I'm so addicted to Brewdog. It's nice beer, this, isn't it? That one, Hazy Jane, is absolutely... Yeah, I love Hazy Jane. A tiny, tiny Rebel, was it Cali? Cali Tropical? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... Uh... Is it pineapple Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pineapple yeah, mango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dangerous. That's nice, isn't it? Cloudwater have got a nice IPA, which is in Tesco now. Ah. I had, I had the Lost Lager the other night. We should put this out. I was talking about drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are, we, are we going for it, then? Yeah. Right, we'll, do, we'll do a wee silence so that I'll be able to see the... So it gives me the most getting the band back together pleasure ever to have in my company two of the three wise Marks, Mark Stretton and Mark Winget, and then obviously me, your host, Mark McCulloch. Hello. Evening. Evening. It is evening. Yeah, I was sorry I was a bit late. I was uh, taking care of business as uh, as Elvis's crew would say. <laughs> and, uh, and actually you're on Elvis Juice. Yep, very nice. Nice segue onto that. We've got Jackhammer, I've got Camden Hills. Yeah, there we go. So I think we're men of a certain age, 
I think we're all a bit tired. <laughs> so we kind of, <laughs> we need to get a second wind or like stuff going. It's been weird for me. This is my first time in London in a few weeks and probably my fifth time in two years, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, five o'clock start this morning to get to Regent Street for like 8.30, 8.00, Wow. So I'm feeling pretty spaced out right now because <laughs> I'm used to getting up half an hour before meetings. <laughs> <laughs> on the <Of> Zoom. <laughs> and then maybe a wee siesta if I've got a wee break in meetings, you know, how it goes. <laughs> so and, and I've been quite you, enjoying it. How have you found London? Yeah, oh, good. Well, I'll tell you, it was lovely. I was in Covent Garden. I was uh, over uh, seeing Frankie and Benny's, which was nice nice to catch up. And then I walked from there, the back end of the Strand and all that, over to here um, in Soho. And it was just so lovely, just being around, seeing what's open, what has opened. What's changed, and I made sure like I was sort of like doubling back through streets and just having a wee look. But um, no, there was some some really great stuff. It was just good seeing restaurants, yeah. you know, busy. Mm -hmm. I was over at Roses in Covent Garden, so I popped in to see Gavin and have a wee chat with him. Um, and he very kindly bought me lunch, which was really nice. So had that. But I tell you what, Roses was full anyway. But outside, there's a wee guy with a falafel cart just outside at Seven Dials. You want to see heat from like 12 o'clock through till 2, did not stop. It was like half time at football, just Q, 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 Q. So that guy, I was actually thinking, I'd stick a stall out there if I was Gavin, you know, sell some pad thai or something, pad thai, roll, rolls and pad thai, something like that. Yeah, maybe. So in, yeah. Invoice so, in, invoice in to Gavin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's my business idea. Yeah. I'm sure he's thought of it. No, it feels good, doesn't it? And it feels like there's a bit of rediscovery going on, just talking to mates coming back into London, I guess yeah. probably but the same for a lot of big cities where it's good to be back. London, I've, we're, our office is based here, and it just feels much better, much yeah. busier. You've been in quite a lot, though. Yeah. Even in the yeah, I have, yeah. Just trying, yeah. I quite like the office. Yeah. And I quite like doing... Why is that? Life. Do we want to delve into that? Do we want to pull it that thread <laughs> a bit deeper? No? What? Wife and children <laughs> at home? No, it's just... Yeah, it's no reason. <laughs> no, it always looked good. And also, I think because you've got your own space, it's a bit better. But for me, I'm always in coffee shops and all that and you're kind of thinking oh, what's transient people and you know and you're not able to test and all this just as a wee aside uh lateral flow tests you know have you had the brand of them that's the shorter straw mm, yeah you i didn't realize just do your nose well i didn't realize that so i made myself sick <laughs> i was like, <laughs> like far too far so yeah I've, yeah so i was and then i read the instructions at like a bloke i read the instructions after and went oh <laughs> but so what what about now then how are you feeling wing it how, how has it been for you you've been at home a lot or you've been coming in or um i came in um last week's the first time i've been in this year mm -hmm. so i was in three days actually and you could definitely see the step change obviously restrictions last thursday wasn't it that all restrictions were dropped and you could definitely see a step change mm. not just from last week when it was i thought it was busy-ish i've seen it mm. and it's a lot busier today than last last week um but talking about you talking about being tired it's quite funny it seems like you know it's right come on got to get up for this we're, we're back now it's, you know it's you know what i mean is that there's yeah. a little bit little bit of that where you can't let yourself go oh am i ready for this yeah i've had some time off i should be ready for this. i should be match fit yeah. but i think i think it's like going through the gears it seems to me that if you can get up to top speed quicker than most you've probably got an advantage over the next mm. month in terms of what you can do and you're getting getting match fit and getting you know muscle memory back and everything it's it's interesting it's it's, it's trying from my point of view, try not to write sort of deja vu because you're writing a lot of stuff that you wrote yeah. last year about how people are feeling and what we need and what we need to get on with and what mm -hmm. we've learned. But it is kind of like, you know, every time you stop, it's like, right, what do we need now? Oh, we're going back to shutting down. But hopefully this mm -hmm. is, it does seem a sense, a renewed sense of optimism. I hate to use a very cautious optimism, which everyone's mm, yeah. used, but there's still a lot of challenges out there, but it does seem that everyone's a bit more energised. And like you said, like Mark said, I think a lot of people are exploring again. You know, going back, what have I missed? What's new? Because yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff I think we've said on this this um, the podcast before. There, there's a double-edged sword where there'll be a lot of stuff where we we didn't realise it closed and it's mm. gone. And we, you know, it's, we'll gradually over the next six months to a year realise, oh, that closed down. I thought mm. that was still there. But also there'll be a lot of stuff that's opened last year yeah. that no one really knew opened or new concepts yeah. or new innovations. So I think, you know, once people get back into London, back into the major cities, not just London... Mm. There'll be a lot of wow, yeah, I'm really going to appreciate this now, and actually the new stuff that's come in. Well, I think yeah. there's a few things here, and just from meetings that I had today, and also you know over phones and zooms and whatever, there seems to be a few things going on. One, I've really noticed a trend of people saying, 
I've just taken the chance to just reduce my state. So this is almost like Jamie's Brexit excuse, you know, way back when it was like, we can tidy it under that. This has just been a great opportunity for people to clean up their P&Ls, to reduce their estate and do it where there's no finger pointing of, oh, that brand must be failing. You know, they've, yeah. they've had the chance to do that. And then the second thing is, I was talking about this today to a couple of brands and it was about discounting. And you have had the chance now, and all these meetings I've been invited to, get into Pizza Express, you know, years ago. How do we get off this heroin that's discounting? Or whoever, you know, name your brand, Prez or whatever. And this is your chance to actually, almost that men in black thing where you've got the little click thing <laughs> to reset the memory and just go, right, discounting was never a thing. Let's go from there and value ads and all that. But the trouble is you've got some brands that are hanging in there on the discounting. Yeah. And this needs to be like a united front where everyone comes off at the same time yeah. and goes cold turkey and, and just sees what what's happened. Yeah. You know, but there's never a better opportunity to reset as the world resets. You know? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think people have like, thought about their estates and what are the restaurants that I really want to own and, and go forward mm. with and, and what are the ones that are, you know, not part of the future, ideally. I think there's been a lot of that. So people feel in a pretty good place. Yeah. I think just talking about going back to what, you know, how everyone's feeling, I think it's a really weird old time because... The switch around it from, you know, oh, here we go again with restrictions to actually people by and large thinking, actually, this is a pretty mild version. The virus is sort of doing what it should be doing, is my understanding. You know, it becomes more mild, less serious, less less serious illness, less hospitalisation, etc. So the I think the mood amongst operators is really upbeat and really positive, mm. which feels really weird because I think there's a stack of challenges coming our way in terms of just cost inflation and all sorts. Um but people are like, well, we're open, we're trading, yeah. we're still here, we've come through it, we can deal with anything, bring it yeah. on. But yeah, I think discounting one's interesting because <clears throat> I think if it does get quite tough this year, especially with pricing going ahead, I think promotions is a great way to kind of um, ease some pricing through mm -hmm. by you know running promotions at the same time. And I think people are going to have to do that. So yeah, it depends how deep they go, I guess. Yeah, and I've, I've seen some really good uh, innovations as well that are you know, like blood related tests for your staff. And it's like almost like a kind of painless little sort of stab on your, your thing. I was trying to get away from the P word there. But a little stab mm -hmm. on your on your finger and then a little bit of, and then you're testing constantly. So I've seen these, I'll put it in the podcast notes, but I seen it the other week and it's like a real bona fide thing and actually it would really work for so many. And also I think there's less stigma now. I mean remember if we go back to March twenty twenty it was hazmat suits, oh, the unclean, you know, yeah. and all that. And now it's just like, look, we're shutting down for a few days and that's either due to COVID or short-staffedness. Um, so that's fine, you know, and everyone's just like, we'll get on with it. The thing I don't understand, though, in hospitality, some operators must have this magic cure that I've not seen, which is we're closed for two days because of COVID and it's like, well, have you got some kind of time machine or like a microwave thing? or like, How are you managing all this? But they seem to be able to do it. Maybe they've just got big squads, I don't know. But um, it's yeah. like, wow. Okay. I think I think going back to Mark's point about... Um, Which Mark? Uh, sorry, Mark Stresson's <laughs> point. Um, I'll be stressed. Yeah, you'll be stressed. I think also, it's quite, I was talking to Peter Marks this week mm. about, you know, obviously restrictions on Thursday in terms about going into nightclubs and stuff like that last week. And he made a good point. He says there is definitely an uptick but it's more a gradual return rather than the breaking of the dam. And mm. I think the, I think some operators, is going to have to be a bit of patience because you talk to someone, it's like, oh, everything's back, everything's great. And you talk to others, it's like, well, we haven't seen it yet. Mm. And I think, you know, it's almost like that again, we have to hold our nerve and see where it comes through. Cause it, especially this this weekend gone, this, it should be a big push because obviously payday was just yeah. before it. Mm -hmm. So I think I think Simon Emily said this would be a pivotal week. But I think also, I think people have got to be patient. I don't think it's going to be, a, you know, a huge rush to get everyone out and celebrate it. Mm. I think people obviously still, there is some still nervousness out there. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be, it'll be hopefully, I'd rather have a slow build and keep that momentum going through the year rather than the peaks and troughs that we've seen over the last two mm. years. Well, it's definitely not done. You know, there's still, you know, a few hundred, you know, we're losing every day. But, you know, it does seem to be milder and people are getting it more often. They're getting it multiple times and it seems to be that, cycle that, that you're going to be it's in pandemic to endemic isn't it yeah i think and we're we, and also i think there's a there's a there's a point where we mustn't talk about it if you're in this in this sector it's almost like don't talk don't mention it we're going don't we mention the we, war. We, we, yeah well yeah. exactly like we can't the Scottish go back play, isn't it for actors exactly and i think that there's a bit of it 
where we just want to carry on. And if yeah. you mention it, it's like it's going to come back, and it's like we can't go back again. Mm. You just got to keep looking for. I think I can't remember who said it um, in one of the results, and it might have been Simon Emily again. He said, "We just got to keep looking forward now. We've mm. got to keep looking forward." And um, yeah, I don't think a lot of people can't really. And it's if, funny if you see some of the stuff that's coming through now. You are seeing some people who've lost that patience, and it's almost like I'm going to throw back keys because I've got fatigue. I've had enough. I can't. I don't want to do it this year. And actually, that's where I think we'll see some of the people coming and offering stuff that they'll go. Oh, I'm going to pick this up. I don't think it's the bigger companies, but it's the people who've got like three or four sites here or one site there. We'll go. You know, if I get a decent offer, I'm I'm out of the sector. Yeah, and it'll be either a decent offer for the business or just the property. Yeah, you know. Um, but you're hearing a lot of that. That there's just a lot of too good to be true. I mean, can you imagine? There's the news about Guinness doing the 97 million, whatever it is. Um, 79. Is it, yeah. Sorry, wrong way around. Um, In Covent Garden. Yeah. I mean, imagine you had one of those buildings around about there. You'd be absolutely laughing, wouldn't you? I think uh, Will Beckett yeah. tweeted, I think it was on Instagram, he said, well, of course, a couple of, couple of points and down to $7. Well, it's more $7, obviously. <laughs> Straight in there. You just want to buy it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it'd be incredible. But yeah, I mean, how long is that away? Is it? Does it say... Uh, 2023. Yeah, but it's that's not far. I mean, I mean, I think in terms of, you know, usually these things are like three years away or four years away. But also, I think Kate at um, UK Hospitality, you know, tweeted out about this change in the high street and the change of, yeah. you know, what we're going to see in terms of, you know, shops and all that. Experiential is going to be part of it. That's exactly it, isn't it? Because they, they've just done Diageo, just done Johnny Walker in is it Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Uh, right. Street. By the way, can I just say weirdly? Because Johnny Walker isn't from Edinburgh. It's from the West Coast in Kilmarnock. Yeah. Right? But it's like massive visitor centre. You know, let's let's put a, he should have a put base it in Glasgow. There. He's I mean, definitely I don't, think, I don't think Guinness comes from Covent Garden either, but Oh yeah, but that was a weird move <laughs> because Guinness said uh, <laughs> um, but Guinness said that they're still gonna make it an island for the UK market. So I'm kinda of, I was just kinda of wondering what the Angle is, is then. There, is there going to be a microbrewery? There is going to be a microbrewery. Ah, it's going to be more innovation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be more innovation. I imagine it'll be a huge visitor centre and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff pretty well, don't they? It's a big number, isn't it? It's going to. It's going to be. Judging it's going to be a huge site. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw the thing. It's the whole block. Yeah. Mm. As far as I could see. Hopefully, you'll include the Guinness Hotel, Guinness Pub, Guinness Restaurant. Yeah. And obviously, they'll need some good marketing agencies oh, and yeah. PR yeah. and stuff like that, maybe. Do you know any? No, but <laughs> right, if we can't find it, we're here to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're really stuck, you're gonna... <laughs> yeah. Right, so what else is going on? Big stories, and we're not wanting to dwell on COVID, right? Let's just forget it. So the big things then we were looking at now in the papers as of today is Corbyn and King. Yep. Is a big one that I don't fully it's an understand. It's mess, isn't it? Yeah, wingers, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, it goes back to what we said, I think, one of many moons ago, probably one of the last podcasts, is what, what the COVID crisis has done. It's made brands that you or businesses you never thought you could attain become attainable and obviously they did a deal 2017 with minor international which is a huge thai firm hotel group two and a half thousand restaurants they own or something uh, well and, and hotels they own about yeah. 350 hotels yeah. and um they bought them um strategy was where i mean it's it's quite interesting we're having a war of words at the moment obviously jeremy king who is a great restaurateur some of the, I mean, the sites they've got in London are held up as just brilliant sites, and everyone loves him. And you know, oh, yeah. he's he's got a lot of credit in the bank. It's a very a man with gravitas. Yeah, but, he's like you know very, you, very much yeah. so. Um, but you know, you look you look back on when they did the deal, and everyone was like, "Oh, going in this eyes open, great deal." Found the right partner to roll out with, and obviously the strategy that they had hasn't really gone together. And you've got someone who actually said in a video they did a YouTube video, Jeremy this this week or last week and he said you know i will not compromise on my beliefs or or the elements that i believe make a restaurant and you're thinking that how does that tally with then rolling out as a business because you get into bed with a private equity and that's the second private equity he's going to bed with mm. you know you're taking someone else's money they're going to have a say on what they think you should be doing with that business but i think we did it not see largely they didn't initially and then it's kind of crept over time i think that's quite naive is it if you think someone like big is going to come into your into your business and put money in and pay X amount, was it 50, 60 million pound, that they're not going to have a little bit of say what you're going to do with the strategy. It's just really weird, isn't it? You think they've got, got this all lined out up front. Yeah. <clears throat> and the, you know, the hotel, Global Hotel Group wanting to take some of the restaurant concepts into some of their existing properties, it, it doesn't feel well, too much. Well, it's just an Ivy play, isn't it? it? Yeah. 
Well, the thing, I mean, and then obviously you the you, you throw in Richard Kering element. You throw in the Richard Kering element, and you've then got you know Jeremy, who is loved by the the London scene and the restaurant scene, and what the wider. He's, he's restaurant a great world. man. He's got a load yeah. of great values and good for the industry. Great sort of ambassador for the industry. Well, it's traditional values. It's just yeah. this is how you run a restaurant. This it's is what a restaurant all about be people about. from the experience. Floor. From I thought it was a great quote. What he yeah. said, but you then, run a restaurant from the floor. But then the it's a, but then it's aimed at someone like Richard Kering, who. It is very much my way or the highway. This is what we roll out. We will throw money at that problem. Mm. But yet, arguably, you look at what he's done. He's bought bills, rolled it out. Bought coat, rolled it out. Ivy Collection, rolled it out. How many jobs has he created? Mm-hmm. How much money he's actually put into the sector? So to go out and go, oh, you know, and it's almost like, you know, minor hotels, very easy to be seen as the, the, the pantomime villain in this. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy, yes, I have a lot of sympathy for what has happened. I do think, you know, the underdog, the sympathy, it only goes so far. You've got to be careful. I think someone said to me the other day, you know, if it, if it did go wrong, you'd have 500 people in London crying about it. Mm. But then a year's time, would they still be crying about it? Jeremy would go and do something else. Mm. Now, that's very a harsh way of looking at it. But, you know, you it's almost like, you know, this person's bad, this person's good. Mm. You know, Richard Kerry's put a lot of money. I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying you know, Richard Kerry, the way he does things, is great, but he's put a lot of money into this sector, mm-hmm. created a lot of jobs. And just to go, oh, he's going to bulldoze and come in and do this, you know, it's, at the end of the day, there's a lot of egos at play at the mm. moment. And, and how was the business performing? I think it was performing all right. I, I think that's, I think that's the, the, the crux of the matter. You know, Minor have definitely, yeah, I'm not saying Minor have done a good thing. I think they've been very brutal in what they've done. Yeah, absolutely. But they're, they're protecting their investment the only way they see fit, and there's been a big fallout. And to put it into administration, I think, is a is an interesting move. But yet, they hold, still hold all the cards. You know, we can say, oh, this white knight's going to come in and back Jeremy. But Minor still hold the, the power in that that thing. They can turn around and go, we're going to put all the restaurants into administration. You know, it's 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 a, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, complete mess. I think the caring thing's interesting, and it's a bit of a tangent, but what they've done with the Ivy... I think, from what I can see, the standards they've maintained sort of confounded everyone. Obviously, Bills is a bit of a appears to be a bit of a challenge at the moment. Mm. Very uh, good brand positioning, though. Excellent brand positioning. Mm. I just hope they stick with it. Mm, me too. Who did that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm Scottish folk. But I think I think in terms of the Ivy, I think they've, they've they have done it incredibly well. And and you know, it's funny when lockdown was happening and all that, and then restaurants were starting to open. It was a nice kind of sunny day and I was walking around Brighton and everything's like, you know, Brighton, so a mishmash of a mess really. Um, but there was this guy outside the Ivy who worked there and he was lining up. You could just see him like, you know, his eye and his hand lining. All the glasses were in line, the thing, the forks, the thing. And I went up to him and I was like, mate, you know, I look like a tramp. I basically, you know, I wasn't really dressed. I had like traggy trousers on, a little bubble jacket and all. That. I was like, mate, I said, just well done. Like, just that's amazing to see that you came. and like the people just across the road, a few inches away, were phoning it in. You know, they just stuck some tables mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. This guy, it was as if his life to, and it was a little bit windy actually. I remember, and he was having a wee bit of time with the clips and the thing and getting all. But I was like, mate, that I sticking mean, it just in. looked mm-hmm. oh. Absolutely incredible. Bit of, lo- bit of local content. You'll be getting an Ivy Asia this summer. Well, what about that? So where where is that? That's going to be right next to the Ivy. But how? There's isn't there a site right next to the Ivy? Probably. Yeah, Ivy is fifty one Ship Street. Right. They're Careful. putting in planning application for fifty one Ship Street. Fifty one A Ship Street. Sorry. Okay. So it's right next door. Blame me. Yeah, and they're, look- they're looking for staff right now, so it's happening. So, uh, yeah, well, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard rumours when the Ivy was originally opening, they were hanging around the back doors of other restaurants in Brighton, like handing mm-hmm. out, you know, whether they're out having their fag or whatever, and it's like, oh, so they didn't ingratiate themselves well Jamie, Jamie's when they were arriving. Jamie's Italian that. speculated, <clears throat> that, speculated, allegedly did the uh, same thing. They go into uh, towns they wanted to open and sit down in restaurants and bars and check out the staff and then... I used to do it like my mum was at yeah. Yo. I used to always ask the yeah. folk if they come and work with us and they said no. <laughs> but yeah, those that made the grades, like, oh, you should come and work for Jamie's. I hear Mission Mars are pretty good at that. Aren't they incredible though? I think, uh, where are they opening next? Liverpool? Uh, Birmingham. No, Birmingham, I'm sorry. Yeah. Birmingham, looks, Paradise Development. Yeah. Looks brilliant. Absolutely That brilliant. looks a really good development. Yeah. Actually, so Dishroom already opened there. I think you've got uh, Albert Sloss. There's going to be Vinateca 
Hawksmill, obviously. Hawksmill's. No, oh, is it not yet? No. That's got to happen, hasn't it? Hey, yeah, why? Well, it, it's interesting going on to Hawksmill, actually, talking to Will today. Will Beckett. The oh, Clang. Clang. Uh, Name's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it sorry. Is. Because uh, his, his accounts are uh, Hawksmill accounts are due. And he was saying about Hawksmoor at home, talking about something that's come out of the crisis, talking about the all that that at home stuff mm-hmm. that's 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 evolved. And he was saying what Hawksmoor at home has done for them, it's shown how much white space is out there for Hawksmoor as a brand. Right. And not so much white space as in we need to open up. He said, look, we're a high end city centre restaurant. Uh-huh. You know, we need city centres to work. But as a brand, we can go from Harrogate to Dartmouth. Funny you picked Dartmouth. Harrogate to Dartmouth. That. And we can still be, you know, resonate because of that at home. And he, I think he said to me, they, they did about a million pound in December mm. on the on on purely on the at home. Mm. Which, well, which it's right, and and I said it at the RMI, my keynote speech, and um, and basically I was saying, look, don't just if you are only trading within four walls, I am really worried for you. Yeah. Eight and things. they still are eight things. Eight things. It was eight things. Well, I was remembered. Listening. Yeah. I was listening. Thank you. But Mark, that goes back to your point. About and 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 Mark McCulloch's point and Mark Stratton's point mm. um, about what we've learned and what you've done and whether you have churned your estate or consolidated. If you haven't done Some any, have of, learned nothing. If yeah, exactly. If yeah. you haven't done any of these things, I've got no time for you. Yeah, no. So that's basically what you were saying, was it? If you're only in the four walls, you, I'm really worried for you because you should. Well, what you you t- you say? Well, it wasn't that. I mean, I mean, basically, it was, like it was grocery, just retail yeah. boxes. So I'll see how many you get. Cuddly toy. <laughs> Cuddly toy, souvenir shop. Uh, yes, shop, well, there was, so there was eight airline, things. There was eight things. Belt, so yeah, belt. so basically there was uh, a sexy merch. calendar. Um, so well, basically there was eight things. So there was, God, I can't even remember. So there was um, on Amazon uh, having you know yeah. products. Yeah, that you can because also products are important now for social shopping, all within Instagram because you, unless you've got physical products, you won't be able to use that feature, and most people want to buy mm. stuff so I highlighted Emma at Tonkotsu who I think is just wonderful and I think the brand's wonderful mm. I think the food's wonderful and from that perspective like they're doing the right thing they're a teeny wee brand punching above their weight but they've got the nous with you know Sarah involved and all that as well to have an Amazon shop and whether they lose money on that it almost doesn't matter that's you so I remember years ago when Nando's were we right and Oaxaca I think there was a Nando's Oaxaca relationship in some way there is, oh, there is still right yeah. so I remember opening, you know, you get the Boots gift guide at Christmas, right? Oh, I'm sad, all right? I like the Radio Times and I like the Boots thing. So I opened the middle pages and it was Nando's in Oaxaca. And Oaxaca at the time had, I don't know, name, name your numbers, eight sites, whatever it was. And you're just going, wow, like punching about. And that could have cost you money. But getting centre spread of the Boots thing back then, you know, I'm talking. You know, maybe I, ten I, years ago. I only read it for the articles, the boots. <laughs> Play boots. Um, <laughs> so, uh, oh god, don't go into that. I've been listening to podcasts about that. It's very dark. The whole thing, the Playboy thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't even go there. Horrendous. Well, I mean, you could suspect it was horrendous. Anyway, so going back, I think yes, yeah, so that was. I mean, so you've got. Um, a note of that. So you've got. So you've <laughs> yeah. got. You've got. You've got home kits. You've got eBay. So eBay. You've got e e store. So I was so privileged in the last year to work with the shim. So um, I helped them and, and worked with, I hope I helped them, um, and worked on their East Ecom store and, you know, stuff like that. Their food development person. I mean, shout out to Sarah as well for just doing an amazing job. But uh, so basically Nicola that did the food development as well. And the care and attention to make those tins amazing and the tea towels, like the most beautiful coveted thing that you'd ever, like you just want it so bad. So they did, you know, they did, you know, such a great job in terms of the sales and all that stuff. So, um, I'm trying to think what else there was. I think there was a you know a bit of merch. There was delivery and takeaway. And by the way, and I thanked delivery and Justy and Uber Eats in my speech because I feel they saved so many businesses and so many jobs. And they were the devil, right? So I remember being on that podcast with Gary Vaynerchuk and saying to him, a guy from Delivery got booed on stage at a caterer event. Mm-hmm. But now you you, you can't. They can't be the devil now, like yeah. you know, it's an essential yeah. part of your reach. I think, though, yeah, it was sort of that genuinely disruptive thing, and everyone were hating on them because of their commissions. And I think they were a bit aggressive at times. I think, yeah, but yeah. But, but the world's the world's very different. It looks very different now, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, but I think the enemy, and I remember Peter Martin saying this years ago, was um, Mark. 
Well, I was going to say, oh. it might go full circle with their pizza restaurant. Delivery's pizza or restaurant opening in Finchley mm. uh, next month, I think. Yeah, and there was a lot, I can remember a few years ago, there was a lot of suspicion about, are they just building the audience and then they're just going to sh- shove a load of products into the system that they own and operate, which sort of speaks to that point. But So you just got to have a very strong brand, I think. The, very, the QSR brands love mm. it, and it's working for I, me. I think, I think you've also got to have a brand that's not, or a cuisine maybe, that's not easy to do. So interesting mm. that they're doing pizza. It's going to be their their <clears throat> training restaurant, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think you see some of the people you talk about initially now used to get the hashtag Trojan Horse. Yeah. Because I think, you know, they have got the data. Mm. That's what they've got. They have got that power. And maybe, you know, Uber Eats and Just Eat don't get the same kind of um, animosity that maybe Deliveroo get. But Deliveroo just gone all out on the tech and the, yeah. the UX, haven't they? But. I think well, they're a tech company that just happens to deliver food. Yeah, and logistic. This yeah. Domino's Pizza, logistics, yeah. logistic company. Yeah. And also, when you look at Gusto, Mindful Chef, uh, what's the other ones? Hello Fresh. You know, mm. they'll be the same. They all have the data of what everyone's eating in each area and what they're preferring. Yeah. So it'll be super easy for them to flip it. So I think we've got some interesting enemies here now. So hospitality needs to get together as one, and then the enemies are. TikTok kitchen is going to happen and it's coming. It's happening. So they know it's happening. So they know, again, what's trending, what people want. So they'll deploy against that. Then you've got potentially Deliveroo doing an Amazon, or it is, which is Amazon going into physical retail or Gymshark going into physical retail. So it's Deliveroo for us. And then you've got, um, I think, premium supermarket meals and this is where i think that takeaway delivery and home kits that's your enemy so the enemy originally that people used to think about was it's cannibalizing my own sales Mm. forget that it's about you're stopping them buying a marks and spencer's dine-in for 10 or 20 quid you know what i mean and then i think the meal boxes are an enemy as well because they're given that sort of high-end experience and all that. So I think it's about us as hospitality pitting against, because I remember Peter Martin saying years ago, which I thought was brilliant, which was, it's all about us getting together to get people to eat out and drink out. Obviously that's flexed now because it is order takeaway and having your couch and mm. you do this and do that. But it still applies. So of, I think we need a united front against all those other things, right? And there's a lot. I think there's a lot of people that are of that mind. We've got to be playing in all these spaces because they're really important for our brand. But actually, it's the conviviality and experience of being out, you know, with your family, with your friends mm. in venue. But but all those other things are really important as well. But at different occasions, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how some businesses settle down. I'm thinking of like Nando's and Wags and. Obviously, the K- people like KFC are having it massively with delivery, but those sort of fast, casual brands, mm. I think I think the last two years completely transformed, obviously, say, but completely transformed their business. It'd be interesting to see where their sales mix settles down at because yeah. I think they're just massively deliver- into delivery now in a way they weren't two years ago. Yeah, because I think you look at someone like Andy Hornby, the restaurant group, obviously, owner of Wagamama, he, I think he started out saying we're, we're happy with 20%. And now I think he knows it's going to probably settle around about thirty percent as the yeah. ceramics. I think Nando's is the same, and it, and it might it might even go higher. I think you look. You, you know, we talked about Roses mm. earlier. I think there were you know some of their sites were you know this is you know about fifty forty percent, mm. and you go where 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 would you feel that flex is safe? Interesting. Going back to your point about you know TikTok and stuff like that. You know you come back to like how did you know what you were doing in your site and how you were changing stuff? You'd send out like a. You send out a barman or send out a waiter, go and just check, check down the road, see what the guy down the road's doing, check out his yeah. A board outside, see what he's doing. That's completely, you don't do that anymore. It's, well, how, it's how easier the world just look at your phone. Yeah, look at your phone. Yeah. But I think you're going to cheese off your chefs beyond belief. You know, going, hey, do you want to make this, you know, freak shake, you know, times burger times thing, you know, and your chef will like, get it. But yeah. that, this week, yeah, week, now be something different. Yeah. Well, yeah. not this week, in this hour. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's if you take it to nth degree, it's fifteen seconds. But you, you go yeah. back to the point that Mark's making. It's that experiential thing and that thing. I mean, what the one thing I missed and love now is is the banter and the and the the bants and the talking to the waitress, the waiter, yeah. going to the bar and and talking about what you got on yeah. tap and having that interaction. But that's because you as old. Well, it may, it may, it may yeah. be a generational yeah. thing. Do they well, like, do they uh, like the banter? Oh no, they walk away. 
<laughs> I just yeah, completely ignore I'm you. Talking I'm, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. That creeps in again. <laughs> but I think um, what you've got is uh, with the app side of things, right? Um, I'm sort of working with an app. Full disclosure at the moment. But a piece that I saw from Deloitte was 67% of people prefer ordering from an app. It's mad, isn't it? Well, it's good that we've got data. And I think what we need to do is get over ourselves a little bit as operators, right? <laughs> so I think... Go, was going back to that. There was a thing. There's a thing going on, on Twitter of things, things you will say at a certain age that people won't understand because yeah. you're born at a certain time. And there was someone said... They were in a wet rate um, in a restaurant the other day, and someone did the hand signal for the bill. Oh, I always do that. But someone's, but they, but then they heard a couple, a young couple next door, um, next to them, another table. Go, what was that? That's what they used to do before you could pay with it, before you could pay with the app. <laughs> do you remember cassettes? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was that kind of conversation. It I'll was like, it. you know, yeah. Well, it's you're getting into Peter Key sketch, but but I think you know one of those. It's it's the thing. So what um so you might hear cans opening because. Uh, it's kind of a drunk castle. Mark, Mark W's an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's the only way we could get you. But I think it's like Father Jack. <laughs> can I can I open the crisps yet? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a crisps. Are oh, yeah. you joking? Oh, you can't do crisps on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, Radcliffe and McConey do crisps on the radio and they guess the flavour. It's a, an amazing feature. Um, but I think um, I think from that point of view, it's we just it's just always a thing. Don't be too personal about what you want as an operator. And you hear yeah. it, we heard it on stage at, at Peach, right? Where we heard them saying, um, you know, all the operators were going, oh, well, we don't want this to replace human interaction. I, you don't want it to replace. What do you What does the customer want? And at 60, all right, 33% of them do want it. That's fine. And I think the majority don't. Yeah, and I think the operators are petrified of oh no, how, losing how, control. How, yeah, how, and how can we deliver our, our guest experience yep. and our brand if we're not, you know, if you take away that part of the journey? Yeah, you just got to figure it out. It's well, a really interesting one is on Deliveroo, right? So I'm single man now, and uh, you know, Deliverooing out my nut at the moment. You know, just refusing to cook and working all the time, and you know, get time to. There you, you know. go, ladies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Anyway, hello, ladies. Yeah, um, so, details yeah, in uh, the notes. Hello, <laughs> hello, visually impaired ladies. So basically, um, like long walks in the rain. glad. <laughs> so I think from that point of view, um, anyway. I was ordering, I'm ordering my, my groceries on delivery, right, which is terrible. I really should go and get my groceries. Anyway, Omicron, can't be bothered, blah, blah, blah. So I, I got it through Waitrose. I was feeling fancy one week, got Waitrose. Posh. And, uh, and basically, one of the items wasn't uh, wasn't going to be there. So, you know, usually if you order on delivery, it just comes through saying one of the orders isn't there and it says zero on the thing and then that's it. Now... What's interesting is they phoned me as Waitrose. Whether it was Waitrose or delivery, I don't know. But they phoned me and they said, terribly sorry, this particular item isn't in whatever it was, I can't mind. And then they said, so I, was, I think it was like rice or something, right? And then so they just said, right, uh, can we give you this rice instead of that rice? And I was like, yeah, it's fine, whatever, doesn't rice, rice. So they gave me that. Then this thing arrives They've refunded me, not only phoned me, they've refunded, so they've blended this hybrid solution, right? So they've refunded me, they gave me a wee gold bear, like one of these wee kinder bears as a sorry, and then he gave me a handwritten greetings card. Amazing. From Waitrose, going, terribly sorry, thanks for ordering a few times, we're really thankful, you know, team Waitrose, whatever. Yeah. Fantastic. You're just they like, just get it, don't they? So and the, here you are telling us and all, everyone yeah, you know about that experience. Listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But from that point of view, you're going that that's so that's <laughs> what I think hopefully the people on stage were trying to see. There's another part to apps that I would like to see happen, and I almost want to bypass the screen. So I think there's a voice app mm. there. And I read an article, I showed it that RMI thing. Um there was an article which was in 2017, right? That's five years ago now, right? It was amazing foresight from the journalist or whoever it was. And they said... What am I? Yeah, yeah, thanks, right? So they said, Amazon, Alexa, whatever, you'd have them on the table and you'd not only order... I mean, because the thing is, let's say we're out for a drink. I've not seen you for two years proper, roughly, right? 
I don't want to be sitting working out how to log into something and download something yeah. and breaking conversation. Do you want <coughs> lime with that lager? You know, blah, whatever. So the great thing is, with the voice, you're just going three Heineken, please, right? And then you're back onto your conversation. And then you can ask it, where's my Heineken? It was, um, it was Nando sort of looking into that. They were was, gonna, this was an American article, but were they looking at it? That Nando's right. were looking into something. They were, they, I think, whether whether this was true or not, the working title was like Funky Chicken. And it would have a little box, you know, have the Alexa on your table. So you'd go, can I have another beer? Uh-huh. Um, stuff. Well, that's and, where Nando's used to lose out, was on that second drink, wasn't but, it? But I also go back to Mark's yeah. point about what <clears throat> operators will obviously, the annoying thing about not giving this up, is they've spent a lot of money <coughs> on this bricks and water. Who? So, so operators in operators, general. Operators in general are looking at the bricks and mortar and going, we've spent all this money on bricks and mortar now, and now... Stuff but, moves on. But yeah. and, and also, you, know? you can do that stuff at home with your with your grocery shopping, you know, as in voice ordering. Yeah. So if you can do that... I did it last night. I was to be able to do it when you're out. Drop yeah. her off to sleep, and um, I, 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 I think I ordered a soap dish holder. Or something just, mm. you know, I just, remind, I just was like, all right... And you can just do it, but there wouldn't that be wouldn't that be the best thing? This is quite. This could potentially. I just had a rare moment of awareness. This could be quite annoying for operators. It's gonna just been through a hellish two years, and here we are telling them to get on with it with voice, voice ordering. <sighs> it's just yeah, it's no, just no, but no. I think they. Yeah. But you, you know, arguably one of the. <laughs> I hate the words. Yeah, you know, say silver lining from the, the pandemic is they've been able to look under the bonnet and to ever look yeah. ahead and go. Actually, and you know, one of the big things that's coming is order from table. Yeah, mm. you know, look ahead, JDW were. With their app, yeah. and now everyone, you know, everyone. I think the Deloitte, this is the same. It might have been the same Deloitte survey where they said Maybe. people are a lot more comfortable now. Yeah. They want to keep order from table. Yeah, it's a bit like cashless. Who yeah. even thinks about cash now? Um, I would, well, that was the. Would you know? I, I only for VAT contactless reasons. at Bartley Card. Did you? Aye. So yeah. basically, we had the first contactless card, and. Uh, there was one that was an oyster loaded in as well, right? So we did hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of research, right? Sat in these groups. And uh, we would say, do you know what contactless means? So we, we were so ahead of the game. Mm. Do you know what contactless means? And they said, "Does it?" this was the number one answer, like family fortunes, right? Was, does it mean that my bank doesn't contact me? And they were <laughs> thrilled with that idea, right? So, and the problem with us was, that all these small operators were taking contactless, but the training wasn't there. There wasn't the groundswell for the tipping point. Mm. The tipping point became two companies. Guess the two companies. McDonald's? No. Nope. Weatherspoon? No. Nope. Tesco? No. Nope. But you're getting warmer with one of them. Asda? No. Nope. <laughs> John Lewis? Okay. And Prep. Well. <clears throat> Once it went in there, it just became this thing. And then the ads went on, which was the guy going through Sao Paulo on the big water slide, going, you know, and doing all that. And so it just started to... But yeah, it, but it was a long... It, you know, the the adoption curve. But what's great about Witherspoons is they've managed to give it to maybe slightly less technical, savvy... Dig- it's not the early adopter audience, really. No. That's, you know, not no disrespect at all. I mean, I love Witherspoons. So from from that perspective, it's like you know, if if that groundswell of you know the average Joe can do it, then it's super easy for everyone else to get involved, well, isn't it? Well, Mark, you make, you know you mentioned Pret, and it's like you know one of the major impacts on the sector is one of the best brands in the sector is is you know their strength became their weakness, and how they've adapted to that. Yeah. You know, their strength being their London estate. Yeah. And now that was a weakness. But look, yeah. they've probably done two years of evolution, probably 10 years of evolution in two years. I think a lot of business have. And um, you, you saying that, you just remi- just reminded me of listening to um, Coco de Mama at RMI a couple of weeks ago and then talking about launching 130 delivery kitchens in the space of three weeks. Oh, wow, is that and, right? And they went from being a London-focused brand to utilising a lot of the Azuri kitchens, but third-party ones as well, working with people like Reef. Yeah, within three weeks, they were kind of nationwide. Yeah. And just an amazing transformation. And, and making and again, more money from that than they were from the 30 stores yeah, in London. Yeah, they've got 15 stores in London, yeah. and they've got, yeah, they're nationwide. And, yeah, like the speed of development, and going back to the app, the apps thing, and the, I remember, you know, just after lockdown, first lockdown, 
you know, some people using those sort of web-enabled apps where you'd order and then 10 seconds later, none of your details were stored and you'd order, <laughs> you know, another mate would turn up, you want to order them a yeah. beer and you have to go through the whole process again, load your payment details and I'm sure everyone can relate. But the, the, the speed of development's been huge, isn't it? But I would say on the app stuff, and, you know, I was in a meeting about that today, is I think there's a lot of people unhappy with the app they've got now. Mm. Yeah. So what happened was they had to Jumped get something, something quick. Yeah. So this is, you know, first date. I need to get my, my my app clock is ticking, you know, and it's just like you'll do. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to Vegas. Let's do it. And that happened. And I think now there's a lot of people waking up in the morning and going, "Oh Christ, what, what have I done?" You know, both the, both the, ways. We, are we still talking about apps? Yeah, yeah. both both ways. Yeah, <laughs> they're still uh, with their, they're still with this with their high school sweetheart, and now they've all gone to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there's a big opportunity now for people to relook at that. Like mm-hmm. I, I think you don't have to stick with it because your customers are going to demand frictionless you know, instantly. Because, like, you know, I think someone said it, uh, Peach maybe, or, or I can't remember, but it was one of these things which was, if you can go on an app now that, you know, you can see your car arrive in real time or reverse a bit or whatever, like being able to order a pizza with 20 steps isn't that exciting for customers. Like, they're so, they're expecting Uber levels of, Spotify levels of, you know, whatever. Spotify's a bad word. Well, it's, it's delivery, you know. isn't it? All your details are there. Yeah. Even your, you know, this was your order from last time. Do you yeah. want to do the same order? Oh, here's another thing. Just and, click this button. And ju- just on that, if if you if something is missing in delivery, in terms of your whatever hasn't turned up, you just go to the help. You press a button. This didn't arrive, and it, they credit you instantly. Basically, mm. right? Uh, just Eat was more than a week for like a missing Coca Cola. Doesn't work, does it? And you're going, come on, guys, really? Yeah. You know? Anyway, I'll probably not be getting just eat as a sponsor soon. So, um, so Corbin and King, we've talked about Hawksmoor. We touched on them, we've went off on a tangent. So, Hawksmoor, uh, I'm going to visit Hawksmoor in New York in May. Amazing. I'm very excited about Um, So, hopefully, I think Will's going to sort us out to meet the team and we're going to talk to them about the challenges of opening and it's going to be really exciting. In fact, um, I had an idea this morning from uh, someone who said, why don't you do some podcasts in New York? Amazing. That sounds like a good idea. You should get Danny Mayer. Yeah. Just around the corner. I think I could maybe get Danny, actually. Because, yeah, that's just give me an idea. But I thought that was a great suggestion. I'm pretty sure one of his guys is on the board of the, well, helped out with the Hawksmoor opening. Yeah, and they're just around the corner as well, aren't they? Aye. Tavern. I think that would be amazing. But in terms of Hawksmoor, what a year they've had then. So they've had Canary Wharf opened. They've had great success with the um the, the at home. But the thing that really got me was the Shaky Pete was available. Oh. And I was like, oh come on. And then I found out as well Soho House's Picante is available as a premix as well. So that's very Moorish. Interesting you should say Mark, which mm. we, which we, we didn't mention before we came on out, which we should mention, Soho House and Soho House listing. Ooh. And just it gets credit probably in, in our sector about how good that business is yeah. in, as in sort of taking English hospitality, British hospitality around the world. <sighs> Sorry. Um, well, it, it's still not open in Brighton and I am... Um... I've held on to my membership. Sorry, then. So I, ta- it I, opens. Com- I completely take all that back. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's not great. open in Brighton. But they keep lying to me. They keep going. Yeah, it's like phoning the taxi company five minutes, five minutes, just around the corner. Especially if like... they open a Molly's there as well for you. Is that what they're going to do, you think? There was rumours they're going to want to Molly's. Definitely Chaconis. Someone told me a Chaconis. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. But no, but that, that to float that business, Nick Jones is an astounding operator and astounding oh, yeah. business. It's just fabulous, isn't it? Yeah. How can we get him on the podcast? But I, don't, I don't think it gets enough credit. Funny enough, for what what it has. Well, it sort of feels out of sector, though. Weirdly, I don't think. But we... you talk to people in the sector, and you know, a lot of them oh, look up to it. what they do. Yeah, ah, yeah. Right. Well, there's two things about Soho House I, I really enjoy from an operator perspective. One is they'll ask you at the end, "Is there anything? Is there anything else I could have done for you today? Something like that." So the better ones will say that. However. For everyone listening, please follow Soho House memes on Instagram because it's an absolute screaming. You know, it's it's like it's an unofficial page, 
but just people taking the mick about you know picantes and it is just the funniest thing in the world. I'm gonna do that. Um, and they've got merchandise that you can get picante sweatshirts and all. It's just amazing. But you, um, but I think if you look at something like Hawksmoor, if you look at something like the Pig, yeah, Robin Hood's another yeah. amazing operator. Yeah, yeah. that that it kind of comes down to the there's just the this and we talk about Corbin and King. There's, there's, in the there's, business. there's kind of that that line that goes down. Just we talk about apps, we talk about all this new tech, but there's that traditional element. Of yeah. how they do hospitality yeah. and they incorporate yeah. parts of the tech and the app, but it's like you say the feedback, how they get the feedback, how they treat people yeah. in the little the little bits you go into like a pig, one of the pigs, and you've got a little message saying, and it's to you and whoever you're with at the time, whether it might be your wife or whoever, whoever you're with at the time. Well, I'm, well, I'm that's thinking, a podcast. I'm thinking more, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more of you, oh, <laughs> <laughs> whoever you're with at the time. The follow up yeah, podcast would be me, yeah, me. yeah. But it's that, that line that goes down that just gets that traditional hospitality yeah. in the modern world, yeah, it's always just right as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. my experience it's just yeah. so good. Yeah, we don't need to modernize, of course, of course. Yeah, you don't need to, as I was a meeting about this today, you don't have to modernize everything. Hmm. You know, there's there's a lot to be said for a traditional brand in some way, like. Hawksmoor are not going to all of a sudden do some sort of minimalist jetpack digital first rest. It's just not going to happen. Sometimes the old ways are the best. I, well, I think so. You know, that's that's my that's my Tinder profile. So I think you know, for, <laughs> for, <laughs> from that perspective, I think the second thing, sorry, from uh, Soul House was um, about. Uh, I was in showed that show the other night, right? And it's, it was brilliant. So I was in with Buzzworks, right? Buzzworks were down for the RMI. Um, and we were having picantes, right? We had a few. And anyway, we were going to leave. So we said, can we have the bill? And I did the international sign language for, can we have the check if you're not a Gen Z? And uh, anyway, the lady came over and she said, um, oh, gents, she said, look, uh, do you know, it's, it's happy hour on picantes now. And she just made it up. I think she just made it up. I don't think it was. And people in Soul House really bothered about happy hour really either and we stayed for like Brilliant. another one I yeah it. it was the best upsell i think i've ever seen mm. just to keep you for just and it was all starting to empty out there's people kind of it was that kind of mm. half 10 11 people were starting to kind of head off oh, oh it was just so clever i thought I it was absolutely that. amazing yeah, yeah yeah so we've not got long left i think before we get chucked out so this has went really fast um so uh, maybe not for the listeners um so i think we've covered quite a lot so you know corbin and king Hawksmoor, uh, General Mood, uh, Hospitality Rising, we haven't talked about. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not to it's do pretty, too much of a exciting. plug. plug. Um, yeah. So I guess for anyone that doesn't know the story, I can do a quick thing. But basically, um, we're screwed in terms of staff. Uh, and even a very blind marketer can see that. Um, and on the 6th of May last year, I saw a tweet that went out that basically said, this is coming, and it was linked to a BBC article, and the person had put, you know, um, we need to get to the root cause of this. And this was the bit that interested me, because mm -hmm. there's nothing we can do really to help short term. We just need to firefight, get people in, you know, blah, blah, blah. And no one, just if I could just mm. say, no one could see this coming. I think there was an expectation. It sort of blindsided everyone to a degree, because the expectation as we went into COVID was that the last thing we would have when we came out of it would be... A shortage of people. Mm. It was the other way around. Yeah. yeah, most people came in this thinking we wouldn't have it. We'd be yeah. actually, yeah, we'd have a surplus. Be buoyant. Yeah. Um, so that came out in the sixth of May last year, and and I had a rush of blood to my head, and I wrote to that person and said, "Look, um, I think we could do this. You know, I think I think I could help. I think you could help. You know." So anyway, um, that's what we did, and I couldn't even blame drinking. I wasn't even drinking at the time. <laughs> so I rushed a blood to the head, and I was like, "Right, I think I can be useful for once. Brilliant." So then I thought, uh, yeah, I'll go out to top 20 agencies and um, we'll basically just get the best campaign ever we can get. And all I wanted to do was uh, Army be the best, but for hospitality. So won't get into all the details, but anyway, now we've got the Army lead strategist working on it. We've got Google's lead creative agency working on it. We've got lead behavioural economists in the world working on it to then crack the problem all for free, um, which is amazing. We've raised 350, north of 350 now, um, and what we're basically doing is trying to raise at least a million by um, the 12th of May. And what we're asking everyone in hospitality to do is come together, £10 a head for every member of staff, 
and basically then we'll raise this money and we can go and start getting people in. But there's over 400,000 people uh, vacancies at the moment. Yeah. Um, one in five people want to work in the industry or consider it, not even want, could consider it. Mm. Uh, three in ten want to leave. Mm. And there's no more people. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. I've seen those stats. We're just about to push them out with, with UK hospitality. Yeah. And there's another, because of the current situation, there's another 100 or 150,000 people, I think it is, who are absent because they're isolating. So we've got more than a half a million people not where they should be right now yeah. in hospitality roles. Yeah. So it's a mass, massive issue. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is that the hurdle, I thought it was going to be easier to raise the money than it has been. But the issue that we're having is everyone's being quite cautious. You know, where they're saying, what am I getting more than my competitor? Yeah. And you're like, well, that's not quite the point. need to go point. higher level than that. Yeah, we need, and I think Kate said it really well. She's like, you know, we need to step above mm. that thinking. And I know it's money and it's extra money and whatever. But what I'm trying to say to people is, show me what you could do better for £10 a head. Mm. You know? And if you look at it, the army spend around £17 million a year on it. We want this to be a government... Because a lot of people go, oh, millions a lot of money. But, you know, you've noticed all the COVID advertising in the last year, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's mm. been pretty prevalent. Do you know how much that costs you? Go on. £96 million. Mm. Pounds. Mm. So I think in the Scottish government, one campaign was eight. You know, million doesn't get you a lot. You know, so there's a lot of people going, oh, blame me. But what I was trying to get away from was, in hospitality, because the margins aren't great and there's not a lot of budget, it's operator-led and all these things, it can be... Um, we can nickel and dime everything. Mm. Everything's how cheap can we get it, you know? Mm. And this is the time not to do that. So we'll wait and see, but no, we're very... Um, I think you've had just had some buoyant. good news, haven't you? Or news which is just about to break about sort of industry support. Can I say that? I think Can so. I say this? Right. So, so um, yeah, so we've been um, awarded, I suppose, the, the title of being the industry's official response to... Mm. Um, hospitality recruitment crisis mm -hmm. through the Hospitality and Tourism Skills Board, which is linked to the... What's the right way to say this? It's linked to the government... It's a government it's body, a, quite, a yeah. government group? Yeah, think, group? Yeah, it receives some funding, and it's also... It's got backing of a load of industry groups, isn't yeah. it, as well? So, yeah. So, yeah, it does access some funding, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, big, it's a big deal, and it, you should be, yeah, very proud. Yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. It's that way I'll not be proud till it's done. <clears throat> yeah, you know, a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah, of course. But, um, but also, I told you... Uh, we get a, a note from Prince Charles's office as well, wanting information. So Amazing. last Saturday night, I was sitting writing <laughs> some information for him. So it's, Dear sir. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, future king of England, isn't it? <laughs> it's really funny. Scottish people never say the future king of Britain. <laughs> they always just say it's future <laughs> yeah. king. Of um, but yeah, so so that's really exciting. So I hope we can do it. And listen, if it fails, which it might, then it's like we've done a good thing from a good place. And yeah. Like what can we do? But what I'd, I, what I'd be keen not to hear is anything about staff shortage again. If we yeah, don't yeah. do it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we tried. I yeah. think I think there's a couple of interesting things. I, I think, um, yeah, it's a, yeah, all all power to your elbow, and hopefully everyone will, will come forward with support. I think I, I do detect a little bit of hesitancy, and I think at the back of people's minds, there's yeah, we do need to really solve this and get out and tell our story mm. and, and, and talk about how amazing and varied it can be and yeah. not just frontline jobs, but all the jobs you can do in the wider sort of hospitality space. Yeah. Like, you know, we've got jobs connected heavily to hospitality. Yeah. Um, we don't need more PR folk. <laughs> no, please God. No shortage no. of them. <laughs> or is there? there is, so yeah, you, yeah, you're no, a yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, do, do we actually, and I know there's a lot of thinking going on around this and I'm sure, sure people come up with solutions, but it's, do we need to fix the proposition here? Yes. Do we need to go to, and I know you're working with a couple of interesting companies on this front, but you know, is it a four day week? Is it totally flexible? You know, if somebody wants to work two days a week, let's yeah. let's make that happen. Also, the HR process sucks. Mm. So It's broken. So we can be as, well, it's just not changed. So we can be as cool and as slick as we want to get people to apply through TikTok, which we've just done with Buzzworks, went really well. But then... You get them in under that guise that oh man this is cool, and then you ask them for a cover letter and a CV, you know CV, and they're like what? So 
Uh, How about you send me a five-minute video? Yeah, talking twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah, twenty. Seconds, but, you know, yeah. but I think I think um, I think we that needs to change. And I started having that thought the other day because it's kind of like as you go down the funnel, where's the problem? Where's the leaky pipe bit? Mm. And I think actually. The awareness and initial applications, I don't think it's a problem. I think then it's the recruitment process. But the problem is it's a tail wagging the dog because we'll go, well, we can't change how we recruit because we need to know this, we need to know that. We and also we've got turnover of 50%, so you know it's costing us this much already per yeah. candidate. And Yeah, so it's really tricky, but I, I think we shouldn't bite off more than we can chew. I think stage one is get the ads away and then work with the best operators in the industry to show that it's a great... And actually, we need to stop getting hung up on career. So show it's a great job first. I'm back to that thing. Don't ask someone to get married on a first date, right? And that's the problem. We're, we're, we're being too heavy saying to people, you know, can you do that? Um, so it's too much. So anyway, yeah, Hospitality Rising. Hopefully we can do it. Hospitalityrising.org if you want to find out more. Yeah, please um, do check that out. Last thing was Greg's. I just thought that um, obviously Roger Whiteside announced his retirement which was a big thing yep. uh, as chief executive. What an amazing brand. What an amazing job he's done there. Mm. You know, we talk about these challenger brands, but, you know, this is a brand, such a traditional brand. Loved. Loved. Absolutely loved. And some of the marketing they've done over the last, on his watch, has been fantastic. Social especially. Yeah. Yeah, it's been brilliant. I think they did incredibly well. But it's one of these that it's a, a catch-all. I did see, though, this was hilarious. So you follow the Daily Mash on, on, uh, on, on Facebook and whatnot. And it said, middle class man wants his Greg steak bake medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> that absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then who's the new person that's in? Uh, Roshin Curry. Yeah. Which is. She's internal candidate. Yeah, she's yeah. Internal candidate. HR commercial director, I think. Yeah. It was just lots of noise. Very, very, that. very well respected, I think. Very, also very McDonald's esque, as in someone who's. Yeah, yeah. She's Good kind of over the last planning. couple of years, they've put her through a few very different. Very as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Added a few different parts to her job. She's gone through full, um, some of the functions. Yeah, be interesting to see how she goes. Mm. No, I, well, I, I think it's just so loved and it's doing the right thing anyway. It'd be hard to well, see that not going well, you know? Not changing the guard, but if you go up on the, the strand now, I saw that the Pret on the strand is now a Greg's. Is it? Interesting. Ah, well, I remember my buddy shop for prep. We used to have to go and work in the shops, and which was great fun. One one time, my buddy shop was Glasgow, and honestly, we were not very busy. And next door's Greg's. It's like one of the busiest Greg's in the country. Leaving. Yeah. Would you like a macaroni pie or would you like a falafel wrap? You know, it's like just a queue around the block. We're like beige, please. You know, um, so yeah, we were always like kicking ourselves that we didn't sign a Heinz tomato soup. I should caveat that's not the only pret on the strand, by the way. No, 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 there'll be a few. There'll be a few. Okay, so then last last few things, a wee bit of fun, very quick fire then. We'll do uh, Mark out of 10 and then any wrap up. So, Mark Stretton first, Mark out of 10. So, best city to eat in? Can I say Portsmouth? No, I don't Is that a city? <laughs> is that a city? Yeah. Is it? Is it got a, is it a cathedral? Yeah, it's got two. Shut up. It has. All right, okay, right. Um, oh, London's really boring, isn't it? It is very boring. Um, I would probably say Tokyo. Mmm. Mm. Really good. Uh, best restaurant? Your best restaurant? Um, a Chenna near me. Okay. What does it do? It's Italian. Fantastic. Very good. Food? What's your favourite dish? Uh, I'd probably go Italian again. Um... Spaghetti hoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, or a Hawksmoor ribeye steak. Oh, hello. Ooh. Okay. Uh, how is that done? Uh, medium rare. Very good. Like the steak bake. Uh, favourite drink? I'll call it drink. Favourite? Probably a pint of pale ale. Any brand? Any brand of pale ale? Quite like the cloud, cloud water one at the moment. Well, but... 15 quid a can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and um, who, you, who would you take out in your, your lovely next meal? Uh, Alive or dead? Celebrity? Non celebrity? Oh God! I think my wife might listen to this. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's a given. So, who else? I'm gonna, okay, you can have someone else. What's well, a given? She'll listen uh, to it. What, oh yeah. yeah. Can I say you two? Oh yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> what. What Bono? Bono, Bono Edge. edge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wing it. Uh, best uh, city. Uh, oh, is it Portsmouth? <laughs> no, Plymouth. Right. Uh, Manchester. Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Restaurant. Favorite restaurant. Um, it's not really restaurant. Uh, it's a, it's a pub. We've got a local pub called the Red Deer. 
which mm. is just it's who owns that? It's White Brasserie. It's oh. uh, Mark Derry and Richard Ferrier, oh. and it's just every. I don't think I've ever had a bad experience in there. It's just on the money. Excellent food. Favorite dish? Um, uh, it's a tough one. I think I'm very traditional steak and kidney pie. Whoa! All the trimmings. Kidney? No. Yeah. Uh, favorite drink? I'm seriously into well any whiskey. Love love whiskeys, but if I'm going Scottish, go, Japanese, Irish, what you think? Any. Oh, I really? like red breast, single pot. Um so anything like that. But um if it's going for a beer again, Timothy Taylor Landlord, can't go wrong. It's a classic. Yeah. And then who who are you taking? Um Live or Dead. My Liberty. wife won't listen to this, so she she doesn't care. I yeah. think um like, no Gallagher. Whoa, that's a good one. Yeah. Great. What about you? Me? I've never been asked, I don't think. So, um, best... Okay, then we'll carry on this. <laughs> <laughs> best city to Ian. Um, I think I would be... Um, I really like Miami. I really enjoyed going out in Second Miami. Second home. Is it there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I really enjoyed that. Best restaurant... Um, I really enjoy sushi restaurants. So, I think... Um, yo. Like Sushi Tetsu or... Yeah, obviously Yo. Um... Yeah, something like that. So, or the one, the one, what was the one at the Hamyard Hotel? It was a really nice. Oh sushi yeah, yeah oh, that was good. You used to get all oh, the sushi was in an ice block, you know. Yeah, fantastic. Um, food, uh, yeah, yeah, probably Japanese. Just something Japanese. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm into that at the moment. Drink caipirinha. Nice, oh, like a caipirinha. Um, and then who would I take? Alive or dead, Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, if we round up the whole oh, thing. Yeah, yeah we started with an Elvis. Yeah. He'd, he'd have hamburgers. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, peanut butter. Do you know what I really, I really liked Foxlow, uh, Hawksmoor. I really, really enjoyed that mm. as a restaurant, and I was I was sad when that closed. I was going to say, you won enough of you, I don't think. Yeah, I, I love it. And they had an Elvis dessert. They had the peanut butter sandwiches, uh, one of their desserts. I mean, it was so rich. Like, you had to split it like 15 ways, but oh my God, it was phenomenal. Right, okay. Well, thanks for doing a non-Christmas, non-summer Three Wise Marks. Um, it's good to be back. We'll do a proper yeah. one. Yeah, I think we're a bit rusty. <laughs> Hopefully it was okay and we got away with it um, and it was enough information and stuff. But yeah, I'll do intros and outros proper uh, later. But thanks. It's really nice to see you. And yeah. nice hey. to you. And you, thanks, Mark. Catch yeah. up and have a couple of beers. Yeah. So we're going to have more, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Let's okay. do it. Hang over tomorrow. Thank you. Cheers. So there we go, three white middle-aged men <laughs> just rambling, really. Anyway, I hope it was interesting to see where everyone's head was at in terms of definitely the two other wise marks who are really, you know, great industry commentators and, you know, have so much of a good wide view of everything that's going on. You know, that big game of chess, really, that is hospitality, seeing it at that macro level. So I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks so much for listening. A lot of people have been requesting this episode, so I hope that it fulfilled your needs for the next few months. Huge thanks to StoreKit and also Saved by Robots for always supporting this series and being very vocal and helping amplify it. You've been great partners to work with, so thank you so much. As ever, huge thanks to Gaz and Gabby for all they do to get the podcast together and get it out there. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off. Bless you and thanks for listening. And I really hope that this episode has brought you the value, insight and information that you need to make your brand boom. Boom. <laughs>